Oh, hello. So, it's been a while since I last made one of these. Um, I kind of come in and out of these phases of feeling like I want to um, share things. I think for a long time I've realised that um, it's nice to collect um, experiences and wisdom. Um, so that when you do share it, you have um, valuable stuff that you can actually contribute um into the world um in a sort of beneficial way rather than just sort of repeating and uh, musing over the same kind of themes over and over again because i think that was the thing i found with um when i first um when i first started doing videos there was this need that was very there in the world especially for people um especially younger people who are um not supported by family and friends and didn't feel like they had enough information to go through the vegan journey and I um I, I felt that need where people just needed some of the basic advice they needed um help with the obstacles such as sort of social pressure and um some of the practical side some of the concerns like nutrition and there was a bunch of kind of core basic things that people um could kind of sink their teeth into and get more and more information and uh, I made the videos and the podcast and shared that kind of that sort of general flavor of information that kind of um, frequency level and um, there came a point where that sort of level of information you know it's like you do this and this is why you should go vegan and this is why it's good and this is why that's bad and kind of quite basic really when you sort of when you look back at it after spending a lot of time with it all but it was needed because obviously the world hadn't really woken up to that kind of clarity and understanding at that point and now there's a lot more clarity and understanding in the world um you know collectively so it's quite a nice thing there's been a lot of um, progress made in that area of um the world's evolution um, you know, bringing more compassion and um, sort of just bringing the truth of it all to people, you know. It's not that people necessarily uh, will take that choice and run with it to, um, to actually make the actions, um, you know, sustainable in their life. But they, um, you, no one's really got the option to... Um, no one can say, I don't know, and it's not something, it's not hard anymore for people, this kind of stuff. So it's something where, um, if you're not meant to be involved in the sort of vegan world and vegan lifestyle, um, you just won't because it's not your thing. But I think anyone who is curious or feels called to it will experience a lot of information and will feel very supported in their decision, even even sort of more closed-minded families and groups there's um, a general ease to the whole experience that's been um, kind of the, the, the way has been paved by all the activism and all the videos and content and the sharing of the articles and all the sort of social media um, yeah social media um, posting of recipes and food and things so I found that I really saturated my version of all of that stuff um, I, I, I noticed the the full saturation of all the other kind of perspectives on it all people obviously had health and fitness and nutrition and um, people had the sort of ethical stuff people had all of the sort of arguments and excuses and the psychological side of it there was all the um, environmental angles and then um, ecological things and human rights and all of it and um, it's been explored very very deeply so there was a point where I realized there's not much more I can contribute that isn't being contributed and I've always wanted to bring something that is needed and I don't think there's a massive need for that from me um, but there is a need for um, some other higher, I think, more sort of spiritual views on all of it. Um, and I guess the multicultural aspect of it as well has been quite valuable as I've uh, learned Japanese and, and explored another culture. Um, 
and really i mean i've kind of i've spent a lot of uh my energy sort of focused on the sort of eastern kind of chinese indian kind of tibetan stuff especially lately like yogury kind of things and i've i've um expanded through all of that into that kind of multicultural perspective which helps um especially people who don't see the full picture of um really i mean just purchasing things in general as a consequence to all of it and um and then seeing that there's sort of excuses and obstacles for the sort of vegan path outside of um outside of just um the western kind of belief system you know i mean people in the west have a series of kind of fairly materialistic excuses whereas um countries that don't have that kind of lifestyle would have maybe slightly more practical concerns like um you know all these sort of chia seeds and things that people have aren't necessarily available and um there might be another way of life um that the western people wouldn't really be able to explain but someone living say in japan um would get their way around those kinds of uh you know what do you eat for breakfast when everyone always eats fish for breakfast or something whereas it was quite flexible with the diet here but certain cultures japan isn't really one of them but some of the cultures have um very simple diets or sort of more limited um sources of food and things people have a lot of sort of like fishing communities there's all that kind of concern and um all these different things so hello everyone <laughs> welcome to another podcast um it became a fun ramble at the beginning but really um i wanted to say that i like living a bit and experiencing so that when i come back into this space um i have some interesting energies to share um whether or not i do or not i haven't planned anything to speak about specifically but i know that reflecting on things that i'm kind of going through and um learning um might bounce and resonate um in the hearts of the beings that listen to this who knows i don't know if anyone really listens to this anymore there might be listeners who are eagerly awaiting more episodes um who maybe haven't listened to the other ones but are just sort of fairly recent but um i felt very cool to just do this today so maybe there'll be something in it that's uh, helpful but um yeah i'm stepping into more simplicity with things i've experienced a lot of very deep profound kind of spiritual awakenings um which i'm sure a lot of other people have too this is a period of a lot of awakening and a lot of revelations of uh, certain things as as the sort of the society stuff comes into um the climax you you get all of the energies kind of shifting up um forcing people to look at the things that they've been sort of running away from or hiding from or kind of procrastinating around and all of a sudden when there's tension all of the kind of elephants in the room kind of come out and all the resentment suddenly burst out into a big kind of um what do you call it like um like a burp that kind of experience it's like you kind of you've got that feeling it's all building up and it pops and um really the popping's been happening and it's continuing to happen it depends where you're at with everything people who have had more of a connection to nature or the spiritual practices or the creative arts like uh, artists musicians and things they generally face these kinds of um transitional periods more um more comfortably and more with more sort of courage and um more kind of groundedness because they have something that isn't worldly necessarily that they're grounded into that keeps them focused on something positive really you know something that brings them joy you know because when you're in the middle of doing artwork or you're kind of playing your musical instrument anything can happen in the world really they can be sort of external stresses and there can be external challenges but you have your sort of sanctuary to return to people who are in nature you notice that whatever's going on on say the news platforms which i would recommend people stop watching <laughs> just throw that in there please stop it's not good for you 
um, and it's just negative talks of stuff that um, isn't really real information. It's just one version of a lot of sort of fear mongering. But um, you know, you're entitled to do what you want. Um, but the things that go on in the news and things, um, those stories and perspectives, um, you notice that nature is unaffected by all of it, more or less. I mean, obviously, um, there are some things where, you know, a certain year there's more weather things and different things like that. But um, ultimately, the seasons keep going. You know, the sun comes up and uh, gets dark at night and um, the birds sing and, you know, the ants crawl and the, the cats meow and everything's kind of nice. You know, when you get into nature, you see the, the leaves going into... It's now autumn here, and you see the sort of the crispy leaves, and you go, ah, autumn, and it gets a bit cooler, and all these nice things, you know, the, the growing of the vegetation. As I've been connecting with growing lots and lots of things this year, I've been growing loads of um, fruits and vegetables and herbs and seeds and things, and I've just been... I say foraging, but really... Um, I've just kind of been going outside and finding things and I've had such an explosion of abundance. I've realized that abundance doesn't come from the supermarket. I mean, and abundance doesn't come from bits of paper that people um, put value onto. Um, it's a tool you can use to, you know, experience abundance if you happen to play that game well, if you're a master of that system. But ultimately abundance is um, really comes from, you know, the Mother Earth, and the sun, you know, those kind of those forces of the sort of the male and female, masculine, feminine energies in a sort of a concert of divine love. Um, you experience growth everywhere. And I realized that um, if I had all the money in the world, what would I do with it? And I questioned it and I thought, well, what I, what I realized was... Um, I would just buy loads of fresh fruit and nice nuts and seeds and like really good ingredients and just have like a good time with my friends and go on adventures and very simple humble desires really they don't really um they're not really necessarily miracles when they come true um but um this year I realized in my sort of little village very very rural random place stuff I'd never experienced before where I went out, I've been going on a lot of walks, connecting with nature, sort of stepping into that peace space. And I, I found, how many was it? Um, sort of, you know, like 20 minute walk from where I live, if you just kind of go on a stroll. There was three, was it two or three? Three cherry trees, like full of thousands and thousands of cherries, more than you can pick really. We, we I had bags and bags of them and we ate loads and we were like, this is too much. Um, gave some to some friends and it was kind of a nice experience three cherry trees plus there was another one two three i think cherry trees which were a bit more sharp picked a load of those my sisters came around to this area and they picked some and it was all very fun uh cherry trees what was the other thing and then a load of a pear tree and i i got my friend jumped on his car and got, got they were really high sort of pears so got three massive bags of pears probably like 100 or 200 pears uh, around september time got um there was in my village loads of apple trees we found um on, loads of little ones i got a juicer and i've been making apple juice every day i'm just living off of apple juice all over the the sort of summer autumn period i've had so much apple juice i've just got like wow very fruitarian-y um yeah, all, all the raw stuff has suddenly resonated a lot more with me as I've um, <laughs> as I've suddenly um, found myself um, inheriting um, fruit trees everywhere I go. Um, it's uh, yeah, fresh fruit and uh, growing all the vegetables and things, um, carrot juice and apple juice and kale juice. All of it's great, um, and there's so much kale at the allotment that I uh, have been helping. I guess it's sort of mine now. I'm in charge of it because the lady that was in charge of it has moved to another area. Um, she's in Somerset, so I'm the guardian of the allotment. And uh, 
I've got, what was it, like, kales and broccolis and the sprouting broccolis and um, cabbages, and which were very good, the purpley ones. And what was it? Like, all just the kind of random things you get, like all the herbs and sage and um, there's a couple of apple trees there, and, like cooking apples and then the, these sort of red ones. And what was the other thing? Um, berry bushes. Um, a lot of chard people know the chard like all the colorful rainbow chards and things we've got massive ones of those our garden's been full of that sort of thing um brussels sprouts and um we had field beans at the beginning of the year but it was sort of middle of the year we had chilies in the chilies and peppers in the greenhouse and tomatoes a lot of tomatoes we've got parsnips and carrots and runner beans and what's the other thing it's quite a spacious place in the end, really. It's very random. We kind of um, haven't really organised it in a sort of, you know, formal way. It's all just kind of been stick something here and stick something there. And um, it's been very valuable. I um, Anyway, so I'm in all the abundance with fruits and things. So, yeah, and there was apple trees we found. I found everywhere and picked some of my friends. Found a couple of walnut trees, and I've been picking hundreds of walnuts. I've been—I just find like four of them every day that have just fallen off the tree because it's now at that point where they all fall down. So I still got loads. Walnuts. Uh, what was the other one? Um, hazelnut. I had a friend who went to a friend's garden, and she had a, a, a couple—was it two hazelnut trees? And um, had a load of hazelnuts, which was really fun. So, um, and then everywhere I go, I decided to sort of supermarket, so I didn't want to use them so much. I wanted to just sort of either grow my own stuff or find people's surplus in their garden veg. So there's people around this village that grow potatoes and a load of pumpkins and um, broccolis and things and um, little kind of market stall things and um, people who have trees, like their plum trees and things, and they've got loads of plums. And I just made loads of jams and things as well. Um, so all of that's been happening, which has been very fun. Hmm. And, um... Anyway, yeah, so I've been just very, very natural and fresh with the food stuff. And, um... Yeah, I'm not buying any food that much anymore because there's so much abundance happening other than the sort of potato people. And we grew some potatoes, but obviously we eat quite a lot here. <laughs> um... Yeah, so that connection to nature is just grounding me into something that's... Um, and physically grounding. I take my shoes off and stuff. It's quite nice. The grounding's been very balancing. And um, especially when you spend time on technology, just kind of having a couple of hours on a computer or a phone and then going out in nature for half an hour or a walk, you just feel restored and balanced, which is something um, that I really like. Um, lately, I'm writing... I'm writing a book a bit, a couple of books. I think I'm just writing loads of stuff that's kind of coming out. Um, and uh, so I'm now spending more time on a computer. Um, I've had just loads of random, like I, I was, I used, I, basically I used to have a really good vision. Um, and then I spent a lot of time on computers and then I got an experience where I was spending like sort of when I did all the YouTube making video editing stuff, I was spending like sort of twelve hours or more on a computer staring at a screen and I had an experience where my um my vision became very strained and it was a bit like uh so then I started wearing glasses when I was using computers and reading and that was beneficial for a while. And then I lost my glass I didn't lose them, I sort of dropped them and forgot to take them at the allotment uh, a couple months ago. Was it three months ago? And I was like, screw it, I'm just going to like let my eyes heal. Because I heard about a guy, who, who my friend who um, he was in Spain. He might end up being on the podcast, I've invited him. We chat a lot, we've got a little hangout gang. Um, so that's a possible thing. And um, yeah, he was in Spain and he, he had all of his like stuff stolen. And he's lost his glasses and his sunglasses. And he went back to the opticians when he came back to England after a few months, and they said, "Ah, oh, the your, your vision's like got way better, like by twenty points or whatever, whatever the thing is, um, like significantly better." Oh, there's some sound of some bell thing, like a washing machine or something. Anyway, 
Um, so I thought, ah, I can just do that. Because obviously, like, glasses prevent your eyes from doing the healing that they would naturally want to do in the adjustment. And you just end up becoming dependent. It's a bit like sort of having crutches or something. Um, forever. You know, eventually there's a time and a place for having crutches, but, um, not forever. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I was just like, well, screw it. And then, um, and it was fine. It was a bit like, kind of, oh, you know, this is difficult. And there's, it's almost like in my mind, I, I think I need them. But then I go, no, I don't. And then um, by the time I got them, I went over to there like a week later. I was like, no, I don't really need these. And I, I put them on and it was like, nah. And there was just that feeling of nah. And since then, my vision's got way, way good. It's just completely like healed. Um... I just have a really, and even my other eye, that's like the more lazier eye, has just got way better at reading and doing everything. And uh, I think it's like that with a lot of things. If you just let your body do its thing and have have, have a natural balance, I think time in nature is generally the, the key. Um, lets your body just do its natural healing cycles, whereas time in sort of busy electricy houses and central heating and um, computers and phones and things televisions it's very um all the sort of artificial lightings and things prevent a lot of the rebalancing and healing and it's kind of just sort of slows your body down from doing the things that it would like to do um sort of stunts all of your healing powers so yeah you know lots of healing and um yeah healing and uh, what was the other thing I went to uh, Cornwall. I went to the Vegan Organic Network Festival. Had a very, very good time. It was very good. We went to Cornwall. It was um, just very nourishing. Um, we had a time, had time with my two friends that went, um, who drove, and that was very, very uh, interesting. And because um, he was very familiar with, he's the vegan guy, so you know very familiar with the Cornwall area so we had a nice tour a nice little kind of adventure I was very due that kind of trip it was it was um I'd not had that experience for a while so it was really nice um just had a really wholesome experience got to swim in the ocean and do some sort of sea glass picking and looking at all the stones and things and it was like very nourishing and the event itself was uh, there was this really good apple juice um because it's an apple orchard farm, it's called Chayan. I'll give it a promotion, Chayan in Cornwall if anyone ever wants to go there. I think they just let people camp there and stuff, but they had the event for the Vegan Organic Network, which I would definitely recommend. It was quite a nice um, gathering of very... Um, it feels like you're in, like, heaven-on-earth utopia land, like, just that kind of space, because it was so pure, you know, so forward thinking with everything like everyone's making their own things and they're all foraging and i think the big emphasis on all of it was let's crack our foraging skills and i i was quite happy to realize that i actually naturally and organically had already figured out a lot of the basic stuff that they were all teaching that people were learning so it was quite nice and there were some proper master foragers um people who really got it and all that kind of natural wholesome holistic healing stuff um people are getting into that and there was nice music and um <laughs> yeah i had some really wacky experiences um and um but i was so present i got into this very high space um where i just loved everyone i mean i always i'm, I'm always like that anyway but uh, i just really did and it was really nice and um that and it's kind of continuing forever it's just deepening into more of it but um yeah i was so surrendered and open that everything was it was so whole every i've got to this very present place where the past and the future are relevant and here we are and everything here is perfect and out of this presence i create what i want and it's just very nice but um yeah it was this beautiful feeling of i was hugging people and i was connecting with people having these very deep chats and then the next moment and then the next moment, and then I was at home, and I haven't really thought about it at all since. I mean, I'm doing the kind of reflection because of this 
podcast experience, but um, it was like there was, and I didn't get anyone's phone numbers from that whole thing. And it was like I used to kind of do that, like trying to catch up and keep on with people. And there was some people I met a lady who um, her life had been completely parallel to mine, but sort of from the female perspective. And we kept saying things, and it was like, hang on a minute, this is like just like what I did. Like she did um, all the things I did in Japan, but. Um, in um, Mexico, um, which is the other experience that I always wanted to sort of have, um, and she always wanted to have the Asia experience, and she'd mastered yoga and done chanting stuff, and I had my own perspective on all of it, and she was good at music, and I had the music thing, but different sort of instruments and stuff, and it was, um, and she was like really vegan and organic and activisty and just like really free, and it was like wow. Um, and it was amazing because it was like it was like whoa I'm in love with you. But then I realised that I was in love with everyone, and um, there was no need to cling on to that experience, which was quite nice. Because um, other I would have otherwise got into a, you know, well what does this mean? You know, we've got everything in common, and everything you've done is like what I've done, and it's we realised that we have the same um, uh, something. How do you explain it? Like higher self, I guess you'd say who had decided to collect two versions of the same kind of thing simultaneous time blah 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 um that's a long conversation but um we were just i was sort of sat on top of her looking into her eyes going hang on a minute who are you and we we kind of we got we got this big download of information come to us that made a lot of sense and um um, we'd eaten a lot of energy balls that I'd made and she thought that I'd it was maybe some kind of weird psychedelic experience but um but it wasn't, or maybe it was, who knows, but, um, magical energy balls full of Michael's hemp seeds, <laughs> hemp seeds and dates, um, yeah, we realised that we probably, uh, we come from this, we're like different soul extensions from the same, uh, monad, monadic group, sort of like, uh, like there's like 144 of them, and we're two of those, um from different kind of we just they were like it's like the mothership sent down two robots kind of thing and we're doing that and we kind of we got to meet in the middle and it was like oh that was fun and it was like very like oh and that's good and never see you again probably but you know how to keep in touch in the uh you know when you meditate or something and uh we just left it there and i thought oh maybe maybe we'll contact again maybe we won't and it's just been like ah that was interesting because it was so opening and it was like wow and it was like, I've always wondered what that would be like if I would to meet the like the female version of me that just sort of did everything the same, but just going through slightly different kind of versions of it. And it was, um, it was almost like an anti-climax. It was like, ah, oh, fair enough, I guess, makes sense. And she was like, oh yeah, like if I was going to have been a man, it would just, I would have been just like you, you know, just kind of funny and a bit peculiar and... I'd have looked a bit like you, and that would have been fun. <laughs> it was like, oh yeah, and we just had that moment of like, ah. and uh, and here I am, very happy and complete. Um, but yeah, I've gone into. I did. I found uh, after some random kind of uh, what do you call it, cathartic sort of traumatic experiences, I went into this like ah, and then I decided to forgive a thing that was like a bit painful. And then as soon as I just decided that, I um, suddenly found myself on the internet searching for, like, Jesus stuff, <laughs> somehow, which I was never really interested in. Um, I was more interested in the um, the sort of Hindu, Harry krishna things, um, and yoga-y stuff, and, uh, what was it? Yeah, that kind of stuff, because I had a lot of, I did I did a lot of devotional chanting, and it, like, really worked in terms of just sorting out a lot of life things. Um, very powerful, the names of God. Um, some people know about this more than others, but this is very uh, much deviated from the vegan stuff, but this is where I'm at, isn't it, you know? Um, and it all does integrate. Um, so I had this experience of, yeah, very challenging. I felt proper, um, like I'd been victimised, you know, and I realised eventually, after a while of doing things, that 
but these experiences that came to me it wasn't the other person like when you have like bad relationships and bad friendships and bad job situations and things falling apart people screwing you over it's like actually it was never them it was me and it was that moment of going ah <laughs> it was always me and it was and it's not necessarily on a conscious level there's some kind of pattern or impulse or sort of thought structure that you hold that's kind of creating a bunch of experiences and it keeps going over, over and over again which is a lot of the time why people enter into relationships they have a honeymoon period which goes well and then it just comes back to the same issues and then it ends and then you keep doing it until eventually you go damn it it wasn't them the common denominator is me and my thoughts and my beliefs and my actions and um i probably should do something about that that's the that's the place you get to i should probably do something about that and um there's got to be another way what is that other way and as I was thinking this kind of thing, I wasn't thinking it so consciously, but that was the, the prayer, really, that was coming out of me, because I was in a very um, looking-for-answers place, you know, like, ah, what do I do here? And please help me, you know. So I find myself, I read this book that was called Christ Letters, um, which is the idea of, um, it's like a channeled um, book from, like, 20 years ago where someone... Um, channeled the the voice of of kind of christ consciousness um sharing like the perspective of like kind of like jesus return sort of thing and um it was very eye-opening not i mean i was never that interested in any of the sort of christian stuff because most of the bible has been very distorted and um most of those teachings are based on sacrifice and fear and shame and oh bang a lot of things aren't really that um, helpful to the spiritual truth love seeker from those old traditions, just because they're they're generally they're um, some deep revelations that got very distorted. So I was never interested in all the organised religion stuff. Um, although as I was going through the sort of Hindu yogi experience, I heard a lot of the sort of guru stories, and some of the gurus talked about that sort of Christ energy story thing and the hindus have a much more interesting perspective on all of that because um, they don't see it in the way the christians see it as um what's it called like um jesus is the only son of god and he's the only savior kind of thing which is what the church has kind of perpetuated they see him as like he's another avatar of divine energy you know there and there's millions of them you know and that's you know it's like anyone can, his the real thing of it is anyone can come into form wake up kind of into deeper ways of thinking and understanding the world and and learn about the laws of creation and the laws of the universe and put them into practice and serve the world in a way that creates big ripples you know transformations that really um nourish the world and um you know, and there's been millions of them, you know, every kind of tradition of everything has loads of stories about all these different kind of saints that come through to teach um, beings who awaken and, and share all their awakening wisdoms. And um, re the real idea that you can take from all of it is that um, all of these miracle stories and guru -y things and, you know, magical things, it's... If we, un uh, you know, raise the frequency, the spiritual light quotient up to a certain level and we clarify our mind and let go of the sort of low fear-based thoughts and patterns, we can enter into a space where we can transcend all of the laws of nature and we can do incredible healings and unlock psychic abilities. And um, I understand there's probably some people who have really had bad experiences with that world the kind of the psychic world or the, the religious world and have a lot of resistance around it um so you know we're really entitled a lot of people are very entitled especially those who've grown up in very deeply restrictive kind of religious families and sort of school systems and things you're entitled to hate it i'd say so i think if you're feeling triggered by any of this um you know, just let yourself feel all that because it's okay. And I felt a lot of that as I was reading this book, this The Course in Miracles book, A Course in Miracles, um, which has become a big part of my life, um, very randomly. And I never heard of it before. Um, 
as I was reading through that, because it's written in the old kind of Shakespearean slash Christian-y kind of language. Um, whereas the, the teachings themselves are more kind of like Hindu, Eastern-y. Um, but the actual information in there is very kind of, you know, the yoga, Vedic stuff, really. Um, but it's disguised, you know, for the Western people to look like sort of, you know, it's like trick the Christians into reading it. And they're like, oh, yeah, it's written by Jesus. Oh, yeah. And then, then they get the truth kind of thing. Um, that's kind of the, the area of it. But there was a lot of, I'd say, forgiveness practices around that. All of the horrible stuff that's happened through all the church and the religious world um, in the name of love and, you know, divinity and all that. And um, that's really just been control and fear. And um, it's really a big practice in itself to go past that and just realize that everything's trying to find truth and people have a lot of distortions and um, everyone's on a different path and um, there's different levels of understanding and you just got to let everyone go through their journeys and you're not really responsible for other people's um, choices because we have free will here everyone has their own free choice to do what they want so um, anyway I um, read this Christ Letters book, and I, I was like, I said to my friend, uh, who might be listening, um, a while ago, I was like, you gotta read this book, it's crazy, and however or not he did or not, um, I only read it like a couple times, and I thought it was gonna be like the thing, and then it turned out it was just a transitional thing to get me into a space where I was ready for the next one, um, and as I was getting into like, um, you know, um, obsessing over this new book that was like it really giving me that transformational thing where i was like damn it's things like it kind of has information about the sort of the laws of creation and how all the particles can be rearranged with your thoughts and that kind of law of attraction kind of place but more it was more than the kind of gimmicky like you know keep focusing and you'll get a car kind of thing it was like really like cosmic magic stuff um and I was like, wow. And I found connected to the website that was sharing information on this um, a link to go, oh, you can do the Course in Miracles lessons. And I was like, oh, what's that? And um, through a load of miraculous experiences, I was like, I was like, oh, there's, there's 365 lessons. They clarify your thoughts and beliefs. It's like a kind of a, a, a an unbrainwashing program kind of thing where it, it takes. I mean, who knows? You might think I've been brainwashed. <laughs> it, but really, any, any content you're taking in is you're brainwashing yourself into a different thought system. So there's like the vegan thought system, obviously, but then there's the kind of the worldly thought system of, you know, you get a job and you do this and all, you know, very stuff that people know, you know all of this. You get a job and, and you need this much money to do this and you have to buy a house and when you buy a house, then you own it and land is owned by these people then the government does these and there's the king and the queen and the monster you know whatever monster under your bed and all these kind of and you know you should watch television every day and the news is where you get information these are that's a thought thought system like a, a complete thought system in itself where from a, as a child you're collecting the information until you form a thought system based on your, what your parents and your culture t teach and the thought systems of different cultures and different um even planets and things are completely different. You know, the people in, um, so like India really don't believe in a lot of this materialistic stuff that we do, especially in the, the more rurally out of the way areas outside of the cities. Um, which is generally why they're more spiritually focused in some of the Eastern places or, um, even places like sort of the African kind of places. They're very connected to nature rather than, you know, buy more and consume more kind of stuff. We've been, you know, so it's the thought system of materialism. Um, so really this training program of a year of doing the lessons is you take yourself in a surrendered space very gradually into, um, you have a choice and you don't have to choose the thing. You've been taught that you only have one choice or you have, <laughs> you have a load of choices, but they're based on one thought system's version of choice. So it's the idea of like, oh, you could either get a job in, um, you know, retail, or you could get a job in, um, what do you call it, like, um, uh, as a banker, or you could be self-employed. You know, it's like the, you get these like three options kind of thing, or you could go to university. 
And then, like, this this would go, well, actually, that's just one thought system, and you're completely limitless. And you could just go the other route and just say, well, I can focus on anything that I'd like to create, and it will become my thing. You know, and you can then just focus on that and, you know, visualize it and bring all these little tools and techniques into the thing. And you can just go, actually, I could just be an astronaut, you know, even if I'm 15. And, you know, you really, you really took this on, you would. You'd somehow find that path. And you'd almost shift yourself into a timeline of <laughs> of um, getting yourself ready for that experience. And I noticed this with many things that I used to like, really wish for when I was in my sort of teenage years. And I'm realising that all those things I wished for when I was like sort of 12, they're all coming true now. And uh, I didn't really necessarily need them. Or... Um, <laughs> they were kind of like a, a boyish fantasy dream kind of world of, you know, if only this would happen, I'd be happy. And now I'm getting it. I'm going, this is nice, but doesn't really change anything. Um, like it's like when you meet like a celebrity or something. Like, there was times when I'd idolized um, celebrity figures, and then I'd meet them. They'd, they'd go vegan, and I meet them or something. On well, many different levels. Like there was, I guess there was a mini version of that with the, the Tim Sheaf. Um, the Tim Sheaf guy, um, he was he was like, whoa, he's doing all these backflips, and I thought it was really cool. And you know, when you meet the idols, you go, ah, he's a nice guy, you know. And um, and that was it. It was just like, ah, he's a nice guy, and he is what it is, you know. Whatever he's doing, bless him. Um, there was just nothing really that sparkly about the experience, you know. As a fellow vegan YouTuber kind of thing, you know, we can speak and have conversations, but it was like. Ah, I've had way more profound conversations with other people who aren't YouTube people or famous in any way. And, you know, it's like getting to hug someone that you see as like a, um, you know, like, wow, you know, someone that's really special. But really, that specialness just doesn't really exist. You just, you had a belief about how something that they had um, was something that you don't have. And if only you had what they had. Oh. But then eventually you realize you have it all within you and you go, well, you know. So going through these lessons, it takes you into true forgiveness, which isn't the forgiveness of the world that says you've done a bad thing, um, and I'm going to forgive you because I'm a good person, and I'll, I'll let this world, I'll let you go, but I'll hold a resentment. This goes, love doesn't hold resentment; it doesn't hold these kind of um, things, and um, it takes you right to the core of your subconscious in a way where. It's, it's advised if you if you do more than two lessons a day, um, it can take you into psychosis kind of thing. It's like, you know, use with caution because this, this is a proper, this is the proper thing. Um, you know, you can go too fast with your evolution. You know, you can take your brain into a crazy stuff. But um, you get to the point where you realize that your thoughts and your beliefs are uh, the it's the causal plane of where all your thoughts are um, the thing that are creating everything. And therefore, everything you're seeing is just the final result of uh, thousands and thousands of thoughts that turned into kind of beliefs that then turned into actions, which turned into matter, like physical stuff. And you you see it in the way where you are... Everything you're seeing is just the past version of yours thoughts, you know, your your thoughts from the past. So you getting angry at the present is like saying we've baked a cake. Um and the cake tastes a bit burnt and going, ah, you know. It's like you can't really change the cake once it's been baked, you know. You can you can do you can employ these techniques like gratitude and acceptance and uh, forgiveness and stuff to, which is a bit like adding icing or sprinkling chocolate or you know hot sauce or something <laughs> hot sauce not hot sauce chocolate sauce whatever onto the cake to make it more palatable um so you can make things more tolerate tolerable but ultimately um if your recipe was faulty it's not the cake's fault <laughs> which is what people do you blame the other person or you blame the experience it's not the cake's fault that it tastes not so good or not sweet enough. It's the fact that you didn't put enough sweetness or you didn't put enough sugar or um, 
you didn't cook it the right amount or you didn't have the right balance of whatever or you overcooked it or something and the reason why you have a bad cake is because your recipe and your method and your <laughs> cooking abilities weren't so good back then in the past but it's not your fault um necessarily because at that time you only had so much understanding of how to make a cake um so you forgive yourself and you go well you know thank you for the lesson and you've learned from it and you go well from this now moment i can make a new cake which is like making a new experience i can make a new cake and i can make it with a different recipe and i can learn from the previous mistake the error and then i can then make it nice next time and that might take a little a little lag of making it and letting it cook but ultimately if you rather than trying to change the the cake the form which is the result of all the ingredients you change the ingredients or you change the method of combining the ingredients and you'll have a completely new experience and so as you go through these lessons it takes you into more loving positive thoughts and it allows you to release with a bunch of very powerful techniques you're releasing all the thoughts and patterns that are going on in your mind um that are just subconsciously going and running off um rather than creating with those you stop them all or stop as many as you can and then you start adding new ingredients it's like rather than white table sugar table salt and sugar or whatever you start adding date syrup and maple syrup and um organic wholemeal flour or something i don't know rye flour what's the thing people have gluten-free organic matcha powder flour on toast anyway um all these things you can um you can you can change that recipe into something with a higher level of love or truth and then boom all of a sudden you have a um a new experience which is what the book calls the happy dream so it's like rather than living in a nightmare all of a sudden you live in a happy dream and as you are awakening from the dream i mean the whole the whole thing is the idea that really this this whole because fear this this world is based on the duality that there is love and fear and fear is real and it's the other side of love um the place beyond this realm is is really that there is only love and so from that perspective if you want to escape this realm and go into the realm where there is only love i mean you can do what you want you can go down down and experience more of a nightmare but if you want to wake up from this dream this experience um you don't you don't like when a child's sleeping and they're having a nightmare and they're disturbed you don't shake them and wake them up and pull them out because they might become more frightened so it's the idea of you whisper loving thoughts in their ear until eventually they realize that there was nothing scary in the dream and that they're safe and they begin to have this happy gentle dream where once in that space where they're creating the experience in the dream that they enjoy no longer is the dream scary and nightmarish and they can awaken from the dream gently and gradually um and remember you know what's what's really real and what's true and stuff uh, without being traumatized you know by waking up dramatically which is the idea of like revelation where people can have revelatory revelatory experiences um people who experience say psychedelic trips or um, who do a lot of like kundalini yogury kind of thing some people can get big experience where you're suddenly having big full body orgasms at because of doing yoga and things um as asanas asana asana <laughs> and um you can you can wake up too quick in a way that um can be almost traumatic in a negative way you know so like if if theoretically you saw the ultimate truth of of the godhead kind of idea um the idea is it would be so overwhelmingly high and it would be so blissfully blazing that you just explode and freak out with the shock like it's too crazy like in the um the bhagavad gita the hindu bible thing it's not really bible but like uh 
one of those texts. Um, the guy... The idea is a guy's going into a, a kind of a battle and the other the other side decides to have all these weapons and he's like, he can either have the weapons or he can have Krishna who is like the voice for God, you know, the voice of love and the voice of truth. And he goes, oh, I don't need all those weapons. I'll go for, I'm going to have God like hang around with, with me in my chariot. So he goes along and he's um, getting all this advice and... Um, uh, yeah, and so Krishna is just giving him all the like the best advice, and everything goes out, everything turns out well. Um, and Arjun, and he he gets because he's so devoted to love and truth and doing things. He ultimately um, gets this big revelation in the middle of it, where Krishna is like, "Oh, I'll show you my true form," and. Um, this guy's like, whoa, damn. And he, you can see that he's having this big... But he's ready for it because he's done all of his spiritual practices and he's all very... Um, he's having his happy dream kind of thing and he's very um, clarified and ready. And he has this big thing and he's like, ah, and he sees the full, the true form, you know, like he sees all these... Anyone who has psychedelic experiences or experiences deep meditations and things, there are some states you can be in that are so profound that it's beyond words and... Um, when you're in that beyond words place, it's like, ah. And too much of that beyond words place is, um, sometimes you have it in a dream. It's like, so life-changing that you, um, you're forever changed and life can never be the same again. And that's why these miraculously miraculous revelation experiences aren't handed out on a whim. You almost have to earn them through your commitment to truth and love and things. Um, so yeah, the happy dream. So anyway, these this these lessons take, and there's a, there's a text, there's the book which I've read a couple through two and a bit times. Uh, it's very long. It's like sort of it's like a sort of two thousand page book, but um, <laughs> uh, and it's available free on the internet if anyone wants to do them. There's videos where people take you take you through the the lessons, you know, like one lesson a day video kind of thing. Where they read you and you get some information extra tips and stuff to understand it it's quite difficult to understand at the beginning uh, it seemed like another language because it's just a completely different thought system but you enter into this thought system and all of a sudden from my experience you know especially if you get past your prejudices and your stubbornness you'll notice that all of a sudden life suddenly gets really happy and really abundant and everything's good and you feel really peaceful and when everyone's stressed you're not stressed because you see why they're stressed and why they don't need to be stressed and you you have some vision and clarity about it all and you go wow well, this works and then from that place then you can you've got almost it's not really the, the thing it says at the end of it it goes like it's not really the end it's it's more like you know at the end of the lessons it's not the end it's the beginning really because now you've You've taken back your power. Now you realise how you can actually create your own life and be your own person. You know, you don't have to be a slave to a system. It goes, now you can do what you want, really. You know, <laughs> you know, you, you, you know what, what, what thoughts and what patterns and what um, habits will bring you joy and peace. And you'll know where you can indulge in the world. But you now know really what it's going to bring. And you know kind of how pointless it all is. So it's like, well, do what you want, but you know now you know and you can no longer be ignorant so you know it takes the veil away where you go well fair enough you know you can't pretend um you can no longer have sincerity um in your in your chasing of the idols you because you, 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 you already know and it, it gets quicker and quicker where you go ah there's me chasing that thing again something outside of myself thinking it'll bring me happiness Ah, uh, there was a time when I thought it would. And now I know it won't, and I could try and chase it, but what's the point? And one of, one of my line, one of my favourite lines, I read it a lot, I sometimes sing along with it. It's like, um, it goes, seek, seek not outside of yourself, for it will fail, and you'll weep every time an idol fails you. And um, it says, heaven can't be found in a place that it isn't. You know, you can't find heaven in hell. <laughs> Um, and you know like 
be glad that you've been told this because you waste a lot of time. You might as well use time effectively and just realize now. We'll tell you now. You don't have to listen to us. But here it is. You know, you seek for anything outside of yourself. You're thinking it will bring you something that you already have within. And you're going to be disappointed and you're going to be frustrated and you're going to be resentful and you're going to be annoyed and you're going to blame and you'll be sad. And um, I mean, it doesn't say it even in this way, but I'm kind of going into it like you're going to just what's the point? And because don't you don't need to listen to us. But now, you know, just here's the word of advice. Go, go live your life. Chase it. Do it. But you'll be you'll be back. You'll be back. We'll see you in maybe a few thousand years, maybe a few hundred years. Depends how much you want to procrastinate. What's the point though? <laughs> you could just stop procrastinating now. It take it makes it so blunt like that where you go, Well, ah look, I'm seeking for something outside of myself and you go, Well Okay, I've now I've been doing it loads. I've noticed that I've been doing it. Now I do it almost consciously where you go, Okay, I'm gonna just I'm gonna do it, I'm gonna fall for it. And you just watch yourself getting baited into it and all your emotions and whatever the thing is. You know, whether it's money or lust or um, power trips and fame and ego, fear, power, there, whatever. All that sticky stuff. You watch yourself getting all stuck and tangled into it and you go, damn, look at me. I just created all this suffering for myself. And it just didn't need to happen. And I, I, was, I was aware that this was going to happen. And you kind of go, well, it's not really going to be that bad. And then it is. And you're like, ah. Oh. And it's just so fun. When you start to play that game where you go, ah. Oh. And I've almost, everything's become so clear. Wait, I mean, I think I've stepped into a place where I can sort of see the future and the past all as one. Um, and every level of everything is just all kind of intermingled. But um, you you see the sort of the, the future version of every thought and every sort of thing that you're indulging in. And you just see like, oh, look, this is me believing in something that isn't love or whatever. And you go, ah, <laughs> you know, it's funny. You go, oh, and then eventually you just go, this isn't like me. You know, I'm not giving stuff up. I'm not, um... I'm not restricting myself, I'm not punishing myself, I'm not um, renunciating, you know, renunciation um, things, you know, the idea of like fasting, of not, you know, like, um, let's, you know, be a good student of God or whatever. Um, it's not that we're doing that, it's like, I don't want this junk anymore, this baggage I don't need, it's just causing me hassle. And when something causes you hassle, you don't hold on to it for very long. And you see it, you just go, you know, like judgment and um, anger and fear and all these kind of things, it's like, oh. the more I, um, the more I do these things, the worse I feel. And then the more I focus on gratitude and positive things and love and nature and, um, you know, meditational practices and things and exercise in general in a healthy kind of balanced way and balance in general, the more I kind of focus on this, I feel better. I feel nourished. I feel, you know, positive. I feel peaceful. Um, and I'm not sucked into the dramas of the world and you go, ah, there's some clarity. And you just feel like, ah, oh, I might as well, it just makes so much sense. I might as well just keep going with this. It just, it works. So that's where I'm at now. Um, I had way more to say, but it's got to that point where I was going to try and upload this today. I could do, but um, the cable that this microphone goes into the computer with, I couldn't find it. So I might not, I might find the cable tomorrow. Um, I could find it today. But I think I'm good with computer stuff. I did a bit of computery stuff, and now I'm ready to um, I'm ready to have my evening walk, which is very nourishing for me. I'm going to play a bit of um, music and, and do some sort of chanting, singing time. Um, so I reckon I'll get that in. I'll get a little bit of that in before I sleep. So anyway, yeah, I think there's definitely more to say. So maybe this will become an ongoing thing. Some people might not enjoy the the twists and turns of where. Um, my thoughts are going but um 
you know, here we are. It's going to change a lot, probably. Um, things are um, things are shifting. Um, but yeah, hope you have a beautiful day, wherever you are. Um, hope you have some um, happy, peaceful thoughts and uh, experiences. Hope you um, hope you can find clarity where there was confusion. Hope you can tap into your skills and talents and abilities and your creativity and celebrate the uh, the wonderfulness of who you are. Hope you can find the joy and the giggles in the, whatever experience you're having, um, no matter how challenging it might seem. Hopefully you can see the, the lessons and the growth that are coming from whatever it is you're experiencing, whether it's more positive or negative, more negative or positive. Um, I hope you can step into a feeling of abundance and let go of the scarcity feelings of, um, you know, there won't be enough. Ooh, one day there won't be enough. Ah, scary. And I hope you can let go of that. Um, because when you focus on the future with those kinds of thoughts, it does have a power, you know. I mean, it doesn't make you feel good. You think controlling it will help, but it won't. Um, <laughs> you're becoming very blunt. <laughs> there you go. This is why all your problems are there. But no. Um, yeah. So I think... Um, I think because a lot of people seem to be, in my experience, focusing on the idea that in the future there could be scarcity or problems, but um, you can create that. But beware. Beware of predictions. Beware of predictions. <laughs> For your subconscious mind, unless you have trained it very, very well, will use its energy to create the things in those predictions. Here's a story. I read um, just the power of the thoughts and all of that. Um there was a guy who had some kind of cancer and they took him into the room to operate on him and they, they opened him up on some level and he and they saw that the the cancer or whatever it was was worse way worse than they realized and it was beyond help and they were like well nothing we can do can help so they put him back together you know it was a very minimal experience you know he woke up and they told his wife that it was beyond, you know, he's, you know, he got three weeks to live, whatever. Um, you know, and she never told him. And he, um, he believed that um, they'd operated and they'd taken away the cancer or whatever. So, you know, he he comes back in a, in a you know, a month or so, um, and. He's completely healed. They do all these scans, and they go, "What?" It was like you know, you were definitely gonna, like, you you were hopeless. And he was like, "What? What are you talking about? Like, um, you know, you you did the operation. It's it's done. You know, you fixed me. Thanks, doc." And they were like, "No, no, no, no. We never did anything. You know, like you 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 know you 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 were beyond. You know, you you had so much whatever." cancer on you that it was beyond you were gonna die and then and then a month later <laughs> he's completely healed anyway a month later he, he dies you know the whole thing's gone it, uh, the whole thing comes back and then it gets worse and then it's the end it makes you think doesn't it you can believe what you want and if you believe something 100% you know if you believe the doctors have cured you <laughs> you'll take any drug and it will ki cure you you know I could give you, you know, I could give you holy water that I've blessed with my, my thumb. Boom, you know, if you believed in my holy thumb, it would heal you. Uh, you don't need my thumb, but, you know, if you, if someone wants to order a, you know, 20 litres of Michael's thumb water, I would invite you to, um, you know, PayPal me at Michael Goodchild. <laughs> You know, if you believe it, you know, there's, there's some holy powers coming out of my thumb. has to be the left thumb, because the right one might be the opposite effect. But, you know, I know what I'm doing. So, or you could just believe that you have that power within yourself, which is nice, but yeah. Um, anyway, yeah. So, yeah, beware of predictions and create your own predictions. Oh, I predict that 
everything will be fine, everything will be happy, everything will be beautiful. Um, anyway, lots of love to everyone. Um, there might be more, maybe there won't, it just depends what I feel like. Um, there was a time when I felt really obligated to this experience, like, oh, I've got to share more videos and stuff. But now it's not so much that I'm trying to, um, you know, like convert people to the vegan lifestyle, because if people want to come to the vegan lifestyle, they will. There's plenty of information there. Um, people who are curious, you know, you, you're saturated with the information. There's plenty of support everywhere. My my information, I can help people who want to be vegan, but um, but really, um, there's so many other things that I'd like to bring to the world. Um, I've been recording lots of piano actually. I've got really, I've got a little digital piano now, so I might share some of that at the end of one of these at some point because I'm I'm just oh, it's very beautiful music very peaceful um so yeah <laughs> I uh finished my tea I think I want more of this it's one of those yogi teas mm. um I'm grateful that you chose to listen to this if you if you made it to the end then you're definitely um you're definitely ready for more, and there'll be plenty more where that came from. <laughs> so yeah, I don't, I don't really do this with a kind of an activist mission anymore. It's more of a, it's a shining the light of who I am. You know, people have their own sort of things that they share, and this is a bit of me. And I thought I've got so much clarity and peace at the moment. Um, I'm feeling very grounded. Everything's very good. I think. It's almost, it's not a waste, but it almost feels like um, I'd like to share it and then maybe is someone that needs to hear it. And um, if there is anyone that's in that space, I think I've listened to some podcasts and some things before where it's been the kind of nourishment that I need at a certain period of your life. You're just having that peaceful place to come to. So I think there's a benefit in this. I didn't want to make videos because videos become a lot of effort for a simple thing and um, I think this is the best platform and the best way of me sharing some of this, some of this piece. Um, and um, yeah, if people comment, it's very nice to see comments if there's anyone that, I think it's on SoundCloud, might be connected to iTunes. I've had many thoughts of, oh, maybe I should just cancel the whole thing because I have to pay like a eight pound eight pound a month to like keep the soundcloud thing going i'm like ah, i'm not really doing it anymore do i need to you know that's been several months of not recording and i, I go ah, maybe i should just stop paying all those eight pounds a month and focus on something else and give up but then i go now i'm gonna want to do this again and it always comes back and um i just have that feeling that there's someone that would really be um nourished by someone's sort of joy and happiness just sort of beaming out in a rambly way because that's what I've enjoyed in the my experiences of um podcasts just hearing that kind of adventure stories and um someone who's um experiencing something that you'd like to experience you know so if you if you're thinking oh my life's a bit stressful oh he doesn't seem to have any stress in his life how do I do that <laughs> And then you just keep listening and all of a sudden like you go ah he goes for daily walks maybe i could do that you know all these little things so i have i almost want to do a thing of like just very good life advice that will just help you be in a very peaceful space all the time um some people may say it's not that simple but it is and with that i will end <laughs> anyway yeah bless you all bless you.